Hey, if you suffered an injury in an accident and would like a free case review, make sure you call the super team at Daspit Law Firm. Free consultations are available 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Dial 713-322-HURT. That's 713-322-HURT. Or you can go to the website, daspitlaw.com. I couldn't care less about the team struggling. Struggling. From the Veritex Community Bank Studios. Struggling. It's John and Lance. Got to duck the gun in their underpants. Struggling. Got to duck the gunshots. Duck the gunshots. Who doesn't? I don't. What team is struggling? What is? I don't know. What, well, Houston Dynamo were struggling. Oh, they, is that was that a Dynamo open? Is that what that was? How about that? They would have played if they won. They would have played Messi. I know. That sucks. And they lost. Dell, you were telling us on it was an on own Apple. Goal? Well, so the MLS package is on Apple TV. So Apple TV is trying to take advantage of. Lionel Messi being on uh, yeah, as well they should team. yeah no and they'll show some free you get some free stuff I call like, him Leo but you can call him Lionel whatever. yeah I call him by his name because because that's what his his mom named him Lionel so I call him Lionel out of respect but um I uh I watched some the other day when they made the big comeback it was on Apple TV the free version but a lot of it is is pay you have to you know it's it's a package so you get the MLS package it's not very expensive by the way. But it'd be money that I'd be wasting, frankly. But the the Dynamo were on yesterday, and they had a lead, right, Dell? And then what happened? It was some kind of just it went completely into the toilet. So they had a lead in the 80th minute, one nothing. They scored very early in the game. They had held this lead, and then you know a long ball um, led to let's say goalkeeper and defender error. And that led to the first goal. But it was a goal scored by Charlotte to make it one nothing. And then on the ensuing kickoff there was one of the we've seen some old own goals in the women's world cup that have been bad the dynamo one probably takes the cake the audio of it is great this isn't glenn davis's call glenn davis who you heard yesterday on sock with us who hosts soccer matters also calls dynamo games here but this is the apple tv call of the dynamo implosion keep ball looking for that opening pushing it Iron White now looking for Ajiman. Ajiman, can he finish? Oh, what a goal! And what an impact! Holman. Oh, it's a disaster! An absolute disaster for Houston! That was the second goal. Seconds, Charlotte lead that was right eight. off the kickoff. A couple pass backs. And some for some Where's reason... the goalie? I don't he's, know why. He's, he's watching it. I mean, it was, I don't know, it was just a, and it wasn't that hard. He it just, wasn't a kick that hard. He just didn't expect it. He just, I guess. And he couldn't get to it. He couldn't get to it. It was, well, it was actually kicked kind of hard. But it wasn't, not that, not so much that he couldn't get the to goalie it. Goodness was, the, gracious. The goalie was in the center of the of the goal. Like, if you're looking at him, he's probably center. And he's out toward the Yeah, out to the, the six-yard box or yeah, so. right. And the defender just blindly passes it and he just happens to place it in the spot the one spot the goalie couldn't get to like right in the corner and you could have played Messi. wow that's just awful or maybe it's not awful maybe Messi would have six goals yeah but at least you get to see it right no that'd be great and the first goal that they scored on 
it's a one-on-one, and the goalie comes out so far, and 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 the he guy mi- just kicks it yeah. a- around him. And he misplays scores. it. He doesn't. Yeah. If you come out that far, you got to get to it. He doesn't get to yeah. it, and they score, and then the next thing happens. So within, if you want to talk about actual gameplay, because you know the clock never stops, probably about 15 seconds of actual gameplay, the Dynamo give up two goals, and they're out of the league's cup. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Uh, brought to you by Coors Light, by the way. League's Cup. League's Cup, sponsored by cold, clean, crisp, and refreshing Coors Light, the world's most uh, refreshing beer. Um, so, uh, you have to say that, Del, by the way, every time you say League's Cup. A just... disaster! An absolute disaster for Houston! <laughs> so, every time Jose Abreu's at the plate, you're going to play that? I mean, I don't want to pile on, but I imagine this Texan season is going to provide plenty of opportunities. For that audio to get played, hopefully, might. hopefully the Astros don't go on another deep run, and I'm sure it'll be well played during Rocket season two. Uh, oh yeah, oh no 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 no. If, if they'd have lost that game the other day, that that nine seven game, which they absolutely could have lost, you know, I don't think we talked enough about how poorly they played this weekend. Uh, it was, I mean, it's it's the Yankees, so yeah, yeah. you know well, you but, have yeah. Oh well, you split with the Yankees. This Yankees team is good. Yankees team stink. Yeah, you did not play very good baseball. You no. continue to pile on your un- unearned runs. You know, Jeremy Pena had an error the other day that led to an unearned run for JP France. Your walk total was insane. I was at a club. Well, record? not only that, you had two hits with JV on the mound. Yeah, that's it. You only <clears throat> you only got to two hits. Yeah, the first game. You know, you were. I mean, you were a uh, uh, Christian Javier was his own worst enemy with the home runs he allowed, but. But then Kendall and, Graveman and wasn't any good. No, Kendall Graveman wasn't any good. Altuve had a chance to get a big hit, didn't do it. But it's uh, yeah, no. they did not play. They did not play good baseball. Jeremy Payne is batting second. He's a disaster. Jose Abreu is a, a again. He's back to Jose Abreu for the beginning of the year. Um, you know, you you. you well, it, it was another Maldonado start that they lost, which they do all the time. The other Yiner Diaz comes in. Gets a hit, one of the two hits, and a pinch hit. Well, it was it was a flare to right field, but it was still a hit. And then uh, you know uh, uh, Friday you win, uh, uh, you 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 beat uh, Severino. Didn't you look you looked okay doing it? Yeah. You get two hits on Saturday with JV on the mound, and then the uh, honestly I don't know how they won that game on Sunday. Well, you bombed out Cortez early. He was gone before he even finished three. And then you, uh, you know, I mean, it was Jake Myers. Jake Myers saved you. Yeah, Jake Myers, absolutely. What, what do you mean? How did you win? You won because, but well, basically because Jake Myers and Jordan provided eight RBIs. It was Radon, not Cortez. Cortez, oh, no, it was you, Radon, did, you couldn't yeah. hit Cortez. You couldn't hit Cortez, yeah. It was, right. was Radon, and then he got booed. That's right, yeah. because he's coming off with I was an just injury like, oh, booed. my God, he's, cut. yeah, but he just made it back. Like, yeah. he's, and now he's limping off with an injury. They just paid him, too. I'm for you. You think we're frustrated with Jose Abreu? Yeah. How frustrated are is New York with their free well, agents? Well, Jose Abreu's been playing. Radon was gone. That's what I'm comes saying. Comes back for a couple of games, gone again. That's what I'm saying. Our guy played and yeah. at least had a streak where he was. We might be better off if he didn't play. If you want to know the truth. Well, you know, you got John Singleton back now. Uh, Corey Jalks, who was 0 for 35, has been sent down. See, that's not really fair. I'm looking at the numbers for Jose Abreu in his last 20 games. Maybe okay. you're looking at a smaller sample size. Okay, what, what's those last 20 games? It's 290. How does 296 sound? 296 doesn't sound accurate, but go ahead. Well, how about his well, last 10 games? Well, I mean, it's a slugging. 296 is his slugging? 
in his last 20 games. Oh, okay. Last 19 games. <laughs> that is So it is accurate. It's very accurate. It's accurate. He, he's been terrible. His slugging's 296. Um, That's not his average. That's now his you're, slugging. Well, yeah, but it's still 296. <laughs> And that's oh so God. that's accurate. Um his on base is two seventy eight, which isn't bad. And his batting average is one ninety seven. Oh, see, that's not horrible. So over his last nineteen games, it's really picked up. he's got two home runs. Does he? That's now? cool. What Seven about RBIs. Now do Jeremy Pena and see where that is? Uh how does two sixty eight sound? Is that his slugging? Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. his slugging too. <laughs> Um, his batting average is 225, which seems high. Yeah. It seems like there's, there's data dredging going on there. And then his on-base percentage is 312, which seems almost impossible. He has eight walks. Yeah. No, no, so no, no, those no. two guys are not hitting yeah. great. Not, um, not Mauricio the- Dubon in his last 16 games, he's hitting 192. Hmm. Slugging. That's one. His batting his average slugging. is 135. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that guy who you couldn't, that was going to be the all-star and that's second, last, starting second baseman yeah, for the all-star last team. last 16 games. Yeah. His on-base percentage, 182. Right now, he is rocking a 374 OPS in his last 16. Holy moly. Well, we and I haven't even gotten to Corey Jolks. Oh, and Corey Jolks is on And his 25 batting average. 20, oh, 25? Yeah, one of his last 40. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Finally went down. And Jonathan Singleton, big news yesterday. Jonathan Singleton makes his triumphant return. This is actually a really cool story. I remember watching Real Sports when he made it from Mexico, from a team in Mexico, an independent team in Mexico City or Mexico somewhere, and he made it up to the Brewers. Like he got a chance to go to camp with them, and it was a Real Sports, you know, story about that. And it was it was cool to see him have that shot. You know, of maybe it was a long shot to make the team. How long a shot was it? He wasn't even with the Astros organization this year when it started. Not only did he make it over, was he DFA'd? I think they just picked him up. They didn't trade for him. He was, yeah, he was, he was, just, he was just out there. You cut him. He was cut. They brought him in. You want to talk about a long shot? They brought him in, and then he started. The last home run number I saw was 11 for him in, in, uh, in Sugar Land. It may have gone higher, and that's in a relatively short amount of time. Mm-hmm. He started blasting the ball. And this is actually a pretty cool story that here he is, what, you know, nine, eight, eight or nine years later, and he's back with the Astros and makes it to the big club ahead of the Orioles series. Really cool story for Jonathan Singleton. It'd be better if he actually does something, but why not? I mean, he deserves it. The guy's performed great. He's had huge power numbers. Jolks has been terrible. Madras is terrible. I mean, this is, it's, he deserves it. He's the guy who's banging the ball out of the ballpark. He absolutely deserves it. So it's it's nice to see uh, Jonathan Singleton will be back with the team. At at the very least, it's a huge left-handed bat off the bench as opposed to a Bly Madris, as opposed to Corey Jokes coming up in situations when you have to pinch hit for Jake or you have to pinch hit for Maldonado uh, late in the game. If Jonathan Singleton is sitting there, you got a chance at a home run. I mean, at, at the very least. And then there's... If Jose Abreu doesn't start to come around, now he's got $58.5 million wide. Dude is going to be on the field and continue to be on the field. Plus, don't let's not forget, Lance, if you're a former MVP, you, my friend, are going to play. It just doesn't matter. 
I know it was a while ago, and it doesn't. He doesn't feel like an MVP now to me. A little bit. I don't think he's going to win the MVP this year. But if you have MVP in front of your name, you, my friend, have are never. It it lasts with you forever. I don't think Dusty makes it past this year. I think this will be Dusty's last year. Um, Says you. It would take a big. Nah, I think it's. I think it's. I think that unless they go way further than they're right now projected to go, um, I think I think the two sides will mutually part. And when that happens, I do not think Maldonado is not safe and Abreu I don't think is safe. Now, I know Abreu is a Bagwell and Reggie Jackson guy, but still, I mean, still, you've got to find – I would. I really do. I really would love Jordan to to see if he could get some reps at first, but that's not going to be something he works on in the off season. He's not going to come in. You know, I, I I just I don't see that happening. I think it's DH. Eventually, he'll just go full time DH at some point. And um, but it would be cool to have a different first baseman. And maybe Diaz is going to be that guy. Maybe Diaz will eventually be that guy. Maybe the Astros are going to make a move and look for another. Because you, the money's spent anyway, so there's no reason to let it beat you twice. If he's not a player, if if Abreu's not a player moving forward, then don't let that don't let the Abreu move beat you twice. Don't let it beat you with on the field, and then the contract beats you because you you won't make a move on the field. If he's not good enough, put somebody else there and just eat the money. You're you're going to have to pay the money anyway. Don't play a guy who's not good enough. You know, just don't. Seven thirteen ESPN ninety seven five and ninety two five. Well, so you got the Orioles today, and they they got the dumbest story I think I've ever seen. This is one of the dumbest stories. And, 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 and the Athletic did a piece on what are you doing in this wonderful season that you're having? Yeah. This is awful. They're so, going to try to – we'll tell you what happened yesterday because chances are you missed it. It is uh, – It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous story, but it also leads to some conversations we can have about team control of broadcasts and how – sensitive some teams are yep. uh let's do that on the other side right now though we're talking about your patio yeah texas custom patio is is they're obviously they're here in houston they're here in the state of texas they've also got a spot in dallas and they are really really busy in dallas the same way they've been busy in houston they started dallas was a second time like they started in houston they got really busy had a lot of work uh, but they've got a lot of people hired they're ready to take care of you so then they open up in Dallas, and they just they couldn't believe how much business was there in Dallas for them. But they stay on top of it. they got a design team that's great. They've got um, every type of contractor you can imagine for every type of job. And so what they build is a full-scale outdoor oasis, whether it's outdoor living space, outdoor living space with a kitchen. You want to throw a swimming pool in there. You already have your own patio, but you want the pool. They can build that separately. The best stone appliances, and, of course, the design itself. When you go to TexasCustomPatios.com, take a look at the before and after, and you will see that you can't even possibly imagine what it could look like on the back of your home, and yet they can envision it very easily, and they can turn it into a reality. TexasCustomPatios.com. They can finance it for you, and you can get exactly what you're looking for. Don't move from your home. Turn your house into a home with TexasCustomPatios.com. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Here, your family. Brother never told you, never threaten a man's family. Look at our family now. Yeah. 
from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's the Offensive Masterminds, running an outside zone on your intelligence. John Granado and Lance Zerline. All right, 718 ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Astros play the Orioles today. Their announcer, Kevin Brown, who, by the way, is announcing, he got his job announcing for the Orioles because the previous... Now, maybe he had to take over on radio or whatever. He was doing the television broadcast here, and you will hear him. But he got on the Orioles broadcast because the previous announcer had violated the uniform rule. Well, you want to talk about the Orioles Communist Radio Network. Holy crap. The guy gets suspended. The guy previous to Kevin Brown, who you will hear here, was suspended for not having the right uniform, Orioles uniform. Kevin Brown is wearing an Orioles shirt in this video, and he's doing the pregame. And in the pregame, they have a graphic that is talking about how the Orioles are 0-15-1 in their previous 16 series against Tampa. In Tampa. They haven't been able to beat Tampa in Tampa. Since 2017. Have not been able to beat Tampa since 2017. Now, mind you, there is a graphic here that has all of the statistics which means that this was produced, which means that there's a producer who's doing this and actually probably telling Kevin, because I've done this before, and the producer goes, here's the graphic that we got. Here's what we're going to talk about. They haven't won since 2017. Okay, here's all the numbers. You can take a look at it. They will give you a sheet of what the what the graphic's going to say, and then you read it and talk about well, it. Was it. So it was in the so – okay, so here's what happened. It was in the club's information packet. So yeah. the, the team puts together information packets. It's in the information packet for the club. The club put it together. Kevin Brown takes it. The, the, the team takes it, depending on you know how involved he is or whoever is. They've got to build out graphics, as John mentioned. You build out the graphics. And the, the story, the headliner clearly is, this is a team, the Orioles in the past, and we all know they've been bad. They haven't been able to beat the Rays. In their, it's been a terrible. Yeah. Every Baltimore <laughs> baseball fan knows, oh, my God, mm-hmm. we suck in Tampa. The Astros, I always get the blues when the Astros play in Tampa. And that's a that's a storyline going in, but everyone knows it's different this year because there's a different Orioles team. So we all know that's the narrative coming in. So he's going to state some – so you got the sound. Mm. I had to listen. It said he no. got suspended. So I hit play, and I'm like, oh, boy, because John, John McClain had retweeted it. Um, and I'm like, oh boy, what's he gonna say now? Uh, what word? What inappropriate thing is is caused? He was he was suspended indefinitely. What's he What's he done this time? Well, I don't even know the guy, but I'm assuming, boy, did he did he drop an N bomb? Did he? Right. What did he because we've say? seen that. Right. Yeah. What did he say? So I listen. I'm like, all right, let me listen again. I listened three times. I'm like, I I can't find it. Right. Well, let's it. let's listen to it. Here's. Here is Kevin Brown, not the pitcher Kevin Brown, unrelated, because when you, if you see him, he looks like Jake. And that Jake guy a- was never suspended anyway, like, and he should have been. He looks like Jake Asman, and that's not athletic at all. So this is not the same Kevin Brown whatsoever. And here he is uh, in the pregame for the Orioles the other day. This has been maybe the toughest ballpark to play in, but the Orioles have a chance to do something special today. They've already clinched at least a split in the series, winning two of the first three, and they could pick up a series win behind Tyler Wells today. It's been a minute. The Orioles split a two-gamer with the Rays in June. They had lost their last 15 series here at Tropicana Field. You have to go back to when our now colleague Brad Brock picked up the win 
in the series finale, June 25th. 2017, the last time the Orioles won a series here at St. Pete. Already got three and two at the top this year after winning three of 18 the previous three years combined. It is a stark difference, Ben, and it is not a bad Rays team. It's not like all of a sudden the Rays uh, became slouches in the American League East. They've led this division every day, but now two, and the Orioles once again are back alone in first. And exactly. So John Angelos, the owner. And you could hear he that heard was, whew, he man. heard this Boy, and you he came down guy. and he said he's getting suspended. What and this guy owns the team. Can you be dumber as an owner to suspend the guy who's reading the graphic? These are facts that actually happened. happened. This is a society we live in now, by the way. And here's a baseball owner that's now playing by these rules too. You can get in trouble for stating actual facts if they hurt your feelings. Yeah. Yes. If facts hurt your feelings, they say facts don't care about your feelings. Well, they better care about them if the if if the person whose feelings get hurt own the club, I guess. These are just the facts of games that have happened. This is the very definition of analytics. But you the study of the sport based on results, past results to project, you know, potentially future results. And he even said that the narrative is in there. This, it's been terrible. It's been terrible. It's different. They've already won three of five so far this year. They're three and two against them. He literally stated facts, and because Angelos is on this high of, no, there's a different Oriole team. We're not going to dwell in the past. That's why he gets suspended. The fact is, the past is the past. There's nothing you can do about the past. So the Orioles have said that he will return to the broadcast booth August 11th. They are saying it is not a suspension. To wh- which is the dumbest thing ever. It's the dumbest thing ever. He's going to miss the series. He's just he'll be back August 11th. Yeah, he's missing this series. Thank God he's missing this series. There's another You know what? You're facing Rodriguez who's got a 6 ERA, Kramer, you're facing um um who they bring over from the Orioles from the Cardinals. you're facing all these guys who aren't great pitchers quite frankly. You're not, you know, you're just you're not facing their best and and that's a good thing. But you're also not facing this broadcaster, okay, which is now advantage Astros, okay, because Kevin Brown, who was talking about how they have not been good against Tampa in the past, is not going to be there for that team. So nice job, John Angelos. You give the Astros a big, big advantage not having not having a guy who looks just like Jake Asman out there. <laughs> that's your takeaway? That's, a, that's my takeaway. Yeah, the the Astros now. It's just you 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 talk about soft, but this guy is the softest I've listen, is the softest I've seen. John Angelos also has gotten rid of Gary Thorne, Jim Hunter. He he dismissed the public address announcer John Ryan Br- Wagner hours before the opener of the season. Why? Be, uh, he didn't like him. John Miller has been gone. Uh, they got rid of John Miller years ago. It's been uh, well. <laughs> probably John Miller wanted to leave during all those lean, those horrible years when nobody was watching Orioles yeah, but baseball. Apparently, they did. They did something because Jerry I'm, Thorne is a, a great professional broadcaster, uh, great hockey broadcaster, and for him to be dismissed as well. I mean, this guy is just talk about can't be dumber. That, thank God we don't have an owner like this. That, that is so stupid. Well, Whoa. you mean a baseball owner? Hold on a second. Well, which, Hold on a second. Les Alexander literally fired the social media guy because he did horsehead plastic gun 
after. Well, they we beat don't the have him anymore. Right. Right. Well, that was now that guy but, never got yeah, a job. Yeah, but he back. also won championships, so I'm. Okay. But that guy never, we never, also we do have the guy you affectionately go do 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 about. He makes good burgers. Yeah, but he's not so. Okay. Sensitive. He's not so sensitive. Now, now have the he Texas did hire. A bunch of, okay, he fired Brian Kane. He hired Bill O'Brien. He moved Bill O'Brien up to no, general manager. No, 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 he didn't. Knowledge is power. He didn't hire Bill O'Brien. That was Bob McNair. Uh, well, he moved him up to general manager. Well, he didn't do anything. Bill McNair, Bob. I mean, uh, Bill O'Brien just took it over. No, Cal. Cal said. Cal yes. didn't say you're hired. No. Bill said, "I." Hey, I'm going to be doing this, okay? And Cal said, "Okay." While he was stoned, was he was stoned from, from, from a ringworm? Well, no, what ring mouth? What was his name? Uh, worm tongue, worm tongue, speaking into his ear. <laughs> ring mouth, Jack, Jack Easterby. Yeah, speaking into his ear, and he was made of stone. He yeah. nodded a little bit because and said, "Yeah, Bill O'Brien can be GM." Uh, this this organization. So the Texans have had their. They were. They're pretty sensitive in the past um, for broad, um, broadcast stuff. Well, I mean, Bill O'Brien chewed out. I mean, Bill O'Brien was furious at Andre Ware for, for questioning a, a call, a play call. At the end of the half, Bill O'Brien MF'd Andre Ware to somebody. He found out about it literally in the game. How's that happen? In game, and the thought was that Jack Easterby was listening to the broadcast and told him, but... Andre Ware made a comment about, I just think you don't you don't make, you know, Andre just is analyzing the game. And Andre said, you know, I just don't think you make that call here before the before the end of the half. The word got down to Bill O'Brien, who was MFing Andre Ware on the field. Yeah, this guy headed into this is a true story, headed into the uh, into the tunnel. And the question was, how in the hell did he was it Amy Palchik? Was it? Was it uh, Jack Easterby? Somebody was listening to the broadcast and, and relayed it down to him in real time. Wow, that's as he awful. was coming off the, and he was furious. Um, the Texans at one point, when they thought their bleep didn't stink, they were pretty sensitive about some of the things that were were said. And the you remember when when we played the uh, well when you basically played the Houston Texans fight for the way, and they and then. They didn't like that. That was made fun of, and so they immediately took it off. You heard from, you heard from people. Oh, who I got called. Yeah. Jamie Roots, you're making fun of Bill, of Bob McNair. No, I'm not. I'm making fun of that song. It's terrible. I and I, I said, I'm not making fun of it. I love it. Why? That's why I play it now, every some minute. Of, some of this is normal. Like some of this is normal, especially if you're on the. Like I was working at six ten. We were home with the Rockets. And I had this thing where I was like, Van Gundy is like Gollum. He's chasing the ring. Yeah. That precious. And I called him Van Gollum. Yeah, you can't And do Nelson it. Luis, who's been a long time, he worked for the Rockets for a, quite a few, a, a decent amount of time, and then went to Tampa Bay. He's been to Tampa Bay. Do you know Nelson's still there? At yeah, Tampa? Tampa, yeah. Yeah. He's got and a ring. He's like, he calls up and like, Lance, he goes, hey, you had to know this was coming. I literally didn't even know what he was calling about. I said, well, what happened? He goes, yeah, we can't do Van Gollum anymore. <laughs> I was like, oh, dude, it's funny. It, he it, goes, yeah. I know. He said, but that's not. What about when we were talking about James Harden beating up um, Moses Malone Jr.? I got a call. Ooh, I got a call from Tad Brown. You did? Oh, yeah. He was like, but it was, that's that, just the facts. That's totally wrong. It, this is this is No, awful. no, no. The facts weren't wrong. They weren't wrong. I know somebody who knows. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Well, it was, a, it was a story on Channel 13. 
Yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, then you better talk facts, to Channel 13. No, the facts were wrong on that. Yeah. And then the worst, I think, the most sensitive, but I kind of get it. I, I, it was, it was not portrayed properly. Was when when Rick Smith was hired by the Houston Texans, and I said it was important that Rick not be a yes man for Gary Kubiak. Meaning, mm-hmm. you need to, you need to have somebody who can stand it because the question. Because the head coach was basically hiring the GM. Yep. And so I thought it was important. And I said, you know, it's important. And this is when Rick Smith was hired. It was his introductory press conference on 610. And our, on our show, I said, you know, it's important that he stand up and, and voice his opinion and be strong in his opinion. It's okay to have, you know, to, to have some confrontation. And it's important that Rick not be a yes man inside that organization. Well, Rick's, you know, wife at the time told him that I called him a yes man, I guess. Yeah. She totally misheard yeah, it, right. misunderstood context. But I got a call from Tony Wiley, and Tony was furious with me. And I mean, chewed me out like, I can't, how am I ever going to get Rick on the show with you? You can't call him a yes man. I said, Tony, no. I didn't call him. No. I had to go meet with Rick um, before the draft. I had to go he meet with him. He still hates you. I saw him. I saw him recently. He still hates you. No, uh, we got to, well, I don't think he loves me. No, no, no. And we might call HR on you too. And if we're going to do that, we're going to call HRP. That's what we're going to do. And if we had to do that before with Lance, I'm sure. But here's the deal: is if you have problems like Lance in your building, right? Isn't it? You've called him a cancer before here, right? No, I've called you a cancer. Oh, that's right. If you have a cancer like Lance in the locker room <laughs> in your like building, you. then you, my friends, have to call HRP because they're the ones that are going to take care of it. They're the ones that are going to be able to take care of any HR issue that you have. They're the ones that are going to be able to take care of your pr- payroll perfectly. It, and listen, it ain't easy. They got the technology that's second to none. These other ones are, it's funny. Well, they're going to tell you, we got a better, look, HRP, their payroll is going to be a little bit more than ours. Oh, well, then we're going to go with you. Yeah, except when we go with you, we got to take your benefits packages. We got to take your insurance package. We got to take care of all of this other stuff that you're going to make a bunch of money on. That's what happens with the other admin companies. HRP, they only do payroll. And they only do HR. Now, they're going to give you options for all the benefits packages, which is going to be a much better deal than you're going to get from these other guys. Make sure that you, when you're shopping this thing, if you are shopping it out there, that you take this into account every single time. Because HRP is going to get you that payroll and HR at a better price than the other guys when it's all said and done. HRP.net, 281-880-6525 or HRP.net. Your brisket. You take the credit. Selflist.com. John plus Lance equals a damn good start to your day. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's John and Lance. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Dark day for our Houston Texans yesterday. As they lose, okay, so surgery. Well, first of all, C.J. Stroud was named the starter for for this week's games. That's good. Bigger news, C.J. Stroud starter for... Both a, a series or losing Titus Howard for many weeks. Well, actually, I think C.J. Stroud being named officially the starter is a pretty big deal. But probably losing your right tackle so for, you've that, already for lost. that rookie for that rookie quarterback is not ideal. Yeah, you already lost Questenberry. Now you've lost Titus Howard. 
Uh, you don't Preston know. Preston for the year. Howard is going to be for, they expect, about maybe as many as six weeks. Yeah. And, well, good thing you picked up George Fant. Will George Fant play better than Titus Howard this year? No, but the Jets, I was surprised he got let go. Well, the Jets kind of have an overload, but the Jets actually like Fant okay yeah. when he played with them. I actually think Fant, well, I mean, Titus Howard's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, but George Fant's not, if George Fant ends up the starter instead of Heck, um, he's an NFL vet. I think he, I think he can do an okay job. He can do an okay job. Like I said, the Jets didn't mind Fant at all. They thought Fant was a very serviceable swing tackle. So I think I think they'll be okay. Yeah, Charlie Heck has been hurt. So is that what it is? Yeah. yeah. So that's why they have to have Fant. Well, I think you know, I'm not sure that Fant isn't maybe a better option than Heck um, in the short term for a situation like this. Yeah. So um, so 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 it looks like it's Fant. So listen, it's it's guy. It's that's two fifths of your starters that are down because I think Questenberry was going to start even with Juice, and Juice might have gone at, at guard in place of Kenyon because Kenyon has missed a lot of time, and we'll see whether or not he's right. And, and oh, by the way, we'll see how he plays. Um, but this is this is quite the blow to the offensive line, which is one of your strong. It is it is one of your stronger positions is offensive line on this team. Running back probably one, and offensive line probably two. Although the defensive line is starting to come up a little bit with the addition of Will Anderson, Sheldon Rankins. We'll see how good the defensive line is going to be. Hopefully, Jonathan Greenard is going to be good. So so the defensive line is getting a little bit better. You know, defensive backs are getting a little bit better um, with the addition of Jimmy Ward. Apparently, Jalen Petrie loves to play next to him. That's that He, he has said that. He has said that he has been... Um, a, a you know he has been a great teammate to be next to. Um, this is this is a blow to this team though. Uh, now George Fant started seven games for the Jets last year, and but they did release him, so that's a that's a problem. Yeah, but they also drafted. Um, I think they also drafted a tackle if I remember correctly, and because they have big ticket. Makai Becton is has been an oft injured left tackle. Now, if he can get it together, you know he's pretty talented. But he's been there in twenty, twenty one, twenty two, twenty. This will be twenty three. This will be his fourth year there. They've got a decision to make on the fifth year option, and so <clears throat> I think uh, I think the Jets basically have a little bit of an overload, and and they did the best they could to allow the the veteran to go play. I think. I mean, because he was a starter for seven games. Why would you? Uh, why would you not hang on to him? All I know is I'm happy to have him here in Houston. Yeah. Especially well, now. He is yeah, he is definitely now uh vital to this organization because you did lose a guy that you just gave money to. A guy that you just gave a nice huge contract to and and not two weeks later he's on injured reserve with uh a, yeah, a they, hand. So they drafted Carter Warren in a fourth long armed Right tackle. Joe Tipman is the interior offensive line, but Carter Warren, they're going cheaper, so they have him as a swing tackle. He can play left or right side. So that's probably Fant going a little bit cheaper at that spot and getting a younger guy because Fant's been around a little bit. How uh, Titus oh. Howard missing time. What bothers me is he got hurt Saturday in practice. Uh, you know, he's going to miss reps. He's going to miss some much-needed reps. But he's a veteran. He's been around. He's been a veteran. You know, he's no. a veteran. He started for years, uh, well, a decent amount of time. So it's uh, 
I think he'll come back and be ready to go. I don't. I think this one could hurt less than potentially Questenberry because I think Questenberry, even though I like Juice Scruggs, I think Questenberry is more athletic. I know Questenberry is more athletic at center and can get to different blocks. I think for your running game, Questenberry actually would have been better at at center for you in the short term. Like long term, you're right. Juice Scruggs is either going to be. I think Juice Scruggs in a perfect world would have been your starting center next year and would have been a good backup center guard this year behind mm-hmm. Kenyon Green, and then maybe even competed for the job if Kenyon didn't come back in shape or, or or just wasn't fully healthy or wasn't playing well. So I actually think you have enough depth to fade some of the issues you have right now, provided Kenyon Green stays healthy and stays on the field. Yep. Um, Doesn't play. How ball. long does, does uh, CJ play in game one? A um, couple series. I think he plays, I'm going to say quarter. Really? Yeah, I think I, I'd take the under if I had to play that. I think a couple series sounds right, but and a couple series might be a quarter. I would play him more in game two, and and yeah, I would play him like the first half in game two, and just maybe 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 a quarter in game one, and and then well, you have a close full, to a half. In game so you two. used to have three games you'd play your players. Game then, three, you played them a half. Are we just gonna? Are we moving everything up? Because if we're moving everything up, it's a quarter this game and a half the next yes. game, and you don't play them in game three. Yeah, is that's that what exactly you do? What, yeah, that's what you do. Okay, that's what you do. And you get hey, listen, you got some film on Davis Mills. David, you know there are going to be quarterbacks, backup quarterbacks that are that aren't good. There are going to be backup quarterbacks that go down. There are going to be you know situations around the league that need some depth at quarterback. Davis Mills, if you can get. If you can get a fourth rounder for Davis Mills at some point this this off season before the season starts, I don't think I think that would be a. Would you take it right now, a fourth rounder for Davis Mills? Oh, in a heartbeat. Yeah, and there's a possibility, maybe fifth, maybe fifth. I rounder. I, I think you get a fifth or sixth <clears throat> because teams are going to say we we got the leverage on you unless a team doesn't, especially if they're doing this before the season even starts and they don't have injury problems. You got Carson Wentz out there. Um, I'm not saying Wentz is great, but Wentz has a lot more NFL game experience and has some winning in his background. So you could still go with Carson Wentz. He doesn't have a home. I, I just I think Davis Mills. You it's a it's a buyer's market. I think more than likely you get a sixth for him. If he played really really well, you waited until in preseason. You waited until you know the trade deadline. There's injuries. Maybe you could get more for him. But I the more I look at this, the more I think sixth is probably what you can hope for. Because the team is going to have to make a decision contract-wise, too, um, after next year. Mm-hmm. Um, 713-780-3776 is the number if you'd like to get in here. You're more than welcome. I want to talk about a great place to watch your uh, watch your games, whatever it is. It's going to be well, It's going to be Thursday night. It's time for you to, to watch it. Well, where are you going to watch it? How about Damaris? they got a great bar there on 18th Street and, and 610. You're looking for a great place to get great wings, fries, uh, brisket tacos, great bar food to watch games. And they know you got all the barbecue as well. You've got a, a, a wonderful restaurant there, too, with the Greek salads that I, I think is one of the best salads in the city of Houston. So if you're looking for a great place to get your game on, doesn't matter what the game is, they got multiple TVs so you can watch your baseball team and your football team at the same time. Awesome, awesome, awesome. It's Damaris on 18th Street. Time for you, my friend, to talk a little QC. Yeah, I'm always glad to talk for uh, speak for QC Kinetics because it's been it's something in my household that I'm very happy with. Very happy with the performance they've had with the wife. The wife is training for the Berlin Marathon, and that was something we never thought would happen. She ran 
the Boston Marathon with the bone-on-bone knee condition. She got through it. She never stopped. She's just a warrior, just grinded it out. But then she didn't run after that for a long time. She couldn't. She just knew that there was just no way. We started going over it. What we? She started going to QC Kinetics. I got her in. And they said, look, we think we can help. It's going to be a process. Went to five different treatments, including one where they stimulated the uh, the joint to to try and create more cartilage. And that's something that they can do as well. There's so much that they're able to do with joint pain, with, with improving joint health. And whether it's your back, your knee, your shoulder, your hip, these are common areas of consistent chronic pain. QC Connect says don't live like that. We can... We've got regenerative, restorative, biological, all-natural biological therapies that take the body's healing power, and then they, you know, they they basically super, you know, super supersize it and put it back into the joint. And the results of growing tissue back and and repairing damaged tissue makes the pain, you know, diminish very very quickly. And in many cases, you also get improved uh, mobility, and that's what's happened with the wife. So. I couldn't be more happy. The Zerline family heavily endorses QC Kinetics. Four locations around the Houston area, 713-913-5285. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, it's time to rejoin the undisputed best sports talk show in Houston. It's clearly John and Lance, except no substitutes. All right, welcome back here on ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. There's all kinds of things that we haven't uh, gotten to yet. It, okay, the Pac-12. We have not. We didn't even talk about it yesterday. Not much. <clears throat> not at all, I don't think. So, so in comes, like we thought, it's going to be the corner schools. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, Colorado. They're going to be here with us, along with BYU. That's five teams out west. Of course, you got the east teams. And by the way, the Arizona State, did you see the athletic director said, I ain't never going to West Virginia. Never. I ain't going. So just so you know, that ain't happening. I ain't making that trip. The assistant GM uh, AD is going to go. So, so no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. But you've got Cincinnati, uh, Central Florida, West Virginia, all for sure out east. You've got Oklahoma State probably out east. That's four, where you've got five for sure. Uh, Kansas and Kansas State probably stay together in the east, I would imagine. You've got to go east and west, I would think. Yeah. Um, now, you could do a model where you have one team that you pair up with and you play the other seven one year, one seven one year, and you play the other seven the other, but you keep that one team that you're going to play every year. That would be... A, a way to go about it as well. You could now. That's that said. You don't have the divisions. Then there's no divisions. No, there. I mean you know the the Big Ten model. We see it. There's just years where teams get to avoid the toughest competition. That's just how it right. is. Yeah. When you have so many teams, that's that's the only way it's going to go down. And uh, we're gonna we're gonna see some of that, I guess, in the Big Twelve. But it's not going to be the Big Twelve. Obviously, is going to be a lot more teams. Um, everyone's fighting for survival. I think the craziest thing is to see. The consideration of the ACC to grab Cal and Stanford, I mean, so far west, 
makes zero geographical sense. And I mean less geographical sense than any other move. Yeah. Even beyond Nothing says ACC like two teams on the Pacific Coast. I know it's they they call it the Pacific ACC or something. <laughs> right. I think that's what they called it yesterday. Right. The problem is you have to do this. If you're the ACC, there's already concern about Florida State leaving. You if they if Big 10 starts to because how hard would it be for the SEC to go take Clemson, which is already in South Carolina? If you're the ACC, you have to do this. You have to go grab, hey, oh, we'll take you. Stanford and Cal, we'll take you. I mean, Cal has – they're two academic schools. Cal, Stanford has had success in different, in different sports. Cal has not really been a major factor in, in any academics. Clearly, the, 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 Cal, uh, the, the Cal culture, campus culture, is going to be way different than ACC than, – than, culture in the you know southeast and the acc but they know we've got to grab whatever teams we can to fortify our our spot our position in case fsu bounces yes now there is the question and i don't disagree with this at all some people have uh a couple of coaches have put out there why don't we separate football from everything else go and make your super super divisions whatever it is but keep the rest of the sports regional. Well, I, I, what do you mean Notre Dame? You, well, they'll I mean, be, they'd be in it. I'm talking about okay, football. You can play anybody, anything. Have a basketball. conference, however you want to set that up. Conferences or power programs or whatever it is. Notre Dame's playing five games in the ACC. They already set that up. So, so why not just have football separated from everything else? Leave the Pac-12 alone as far as swimming. Gymnastics, uh, softball. But they do that in basketball. What? That's what I was saying. We've seen this in basketball. We've seen right, the model right, yeah. where teams do this in basketball. It makes actually makes perfect sense because well, no, we really we, wanna, we, the, the, we we really haven't seen it in basketball. Well, we've seen teams that that have that are in, that were in the Big East basketball wise, but not football wise. We saw that for years. Um, we've seen Notre Dame. Notre Dame has been independent and played what. Uh, ACC or they no, play ACC, ACC and then they play ACC everything else. They they're in the ACC and everything else, but football. That's is what just, I mean. Yeah, they, right. But but it's the it's the opposite. But it's not the first. But that's an example of you can split it up. It's yeah, not you can't. the end of the world. No, 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 no. It's not, and it makes a lot of sense. Here is Eli Drinkwitz, the uh, Missouri head coach, this past weekend, talking about all this craziness that's going on with the realignment and teams like USC playing against Rutgers. In, in sports. All right, I'm going to say it. I thought the transfer window. All right, I'm going to say it. I thought the transfer window. I thought the portal was closed. Uh, oh, that's just for the student athletes. The adults in the room get to do whatever they want, apparently. And it's, um, you know, it's just sad that there's. Um, look, I. My question is, did we count the cost? I'm not talking about a final. I'm talking about, did we count the cost for the student-athletes involved in this decision? What cost is it to those student-athletes? We're talking about a football decision. They based off football. But what about softball and baseball who have to travel cross-country? Do we ask about the cost to them? Do we know what the number one indicator of, uh, of symptom of, or cause of mental health is? It's lack of rest and sleep those baseball softball games you know those those people they travel commercial 
They get done playing at four. They got to go to the airport. They come back. It's three or four in the morning. They got to go to class. I mean, did we ask any of them? That's uh, that, that, that's a pretty good point. Way and, to go, John. And you know what? Keep it read. You know what? Make up a gigantic football, and then basketball might follow as well. You know what? Why? Because basketball, Pac- basketball can 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 can. You could have kept Pac-12 in basketball. You could have kept Pac-12 in basketball. If you come up with that concept, or you really could, or basketball could do it too. Because basketball, you can, you can, you can change the schedule that they play Saturdays or whatever. You can, you can manipulate the schedules. But when you're talking about baseball and you've got a, a weekend series, you won't get done until four or five. And they do fly commercial. Basketball teams aren't flying commercial. Basketball, a lot of major basketball programs are fly, fly, well, uh, flying. Well, it's private. funny the Eli Drinkwitz. I mean, like, oh yeah, the kids would be getting lots of sleep if it weren't for this. A lot of students stay up. You know, Texas, when Tom Herman was there, they had sleep monitors for the players. They found a massive problem was that players, there's certain players, I know the names too, were getting one and a half to two hours of sleep. And you know why? They're playing video games. Video games, yeah. And they stayed up. And so, yeah, sleep is a major issue. I don't know if it's just because of travel, but I think the people who are most hurt by this, it's not going to be the students. The people who are most hurt by this are, are really fan bases. It's alumni. It's people who... And, and this is more so than pro sports. In college sports, entire generations are built into Oregon, are built into University of Texas, Texas A&M, Clemson, all these. And now Nebraska. And we're talking about it goes, my grandfather went there, my father went there, I went there, my son's going to go there. And now you lose history. You lose your your your. Well, a big part of it is your history. You lose all that history, and these are people who pay money and, and support colleges. I think the fans are the biggest losers. It's not going to be the players. It's not going to be the students. I mean, yeah, you'll have a couple. You'll have a couple of trips where it will be tough, you know, and you'll have to sleep on a plane. Couple, and, not if you're in the Pac-12. How many UCLA and USC? How many trips are going to be comfortable for those? There's but none. Not, but There's not, none. For not, fo- for, not for football. Well, he not wasn't, for basketball. Well, we're not. He right. was, but we're talking about the swim team. We're I talking know. about the, the non-revenue generator. Yeah, yeah, it sucks for them. Guess what? They're not a part no, of this No, they're the at all. biggest. So to me, they're the biggest losers. Listen, the fans, USC fans, are going to get to see them play Ohio State. Or if they're playing Maryland, so what? They're still playing games. What? Oh, it's so much better to play Oregon well, State no, than Maryland. You, it's easy for and you to say finish. that. Let me finish. It's so much harder on these kids that are playing minor sports that they're going to have to travel from UCLA to Rutgers to play a water polo game. That's what it is. It's, no, it's terrible. It's awful. I don't care. That's the big. Honestly, what do I care? So why do you care more about why do you care more about the fans than the athletes? No, I'm taking the same. I'm taking the same stance. Which is what? 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 What do I? Which is the point? What do I care about? The the administrators didn't care. Guess what? Fans of the the fans of the schools. They don't care either that their swim team has to go somewhere or that the softball team. Ex- Realistically, they don't care. Exactly. And you know what? They don't care that USC is playing. They don't care in football who they're playing. Well, they're playing is, teams. Well, this is what they're everyone playing, wanted. They're playing big games. Everyone wanted this. Everyone wants well, the revenue generation. Me, the, get the, the biggest amount of money listen, as possible. College is football happens. is just as popular as ever and will continue I to be. Exactly. I don't care what happens from this point forward. Everyone wanted to squeeze the golden goose as tight as they could, and this is what you start getting. You're going to start having fallout from this, and I can't, like, well, I've been against, you You move too fast, you made so many mistakes along the way, the last thing I'm going to worry about right now is what happens to the swim team. Well, it's every, Honestly, I wish I could No, but you're worried you, but about a fan base that's still going to be rooting for the team, watching them on TV no, every week. but they lose all that history. As somebody who was a, I had, 
Southwest Conference history in my background. You, when University of Houston yeah. was there, I grew up with my dad coaching. And when you lose that, look, Houston's been a vagabond program that's had to tr- travel from conference to conference. They have not Well, they were the only ones that got screwed out of it. I know, but yeah, yeah, now yeah. multiple Well, TCU got screwed for a while, Where's too. Oregon? Go- what's, but, but, what's Oregon But the State? other schools all were fine What happens to it? Oregon State? Well, no, no, no. Oregon State screwed USC, the deal. they had Just a Just like game. Houston was screwed. Yeah. They're screwed. They're screwed. Yeah, they are. Oregon State had Oregon. They had Oregon. They had Oregon. They had USC. A lot of great games against well, you USC. Can still play UCLA. Them. You can still play them. They're not going to play you. They, it's too hard. No, it ain't. You still got non-conference games that you can play. Why would you play them when you can or, play some? Why would lighter? Oregon play Oregon State? Because they because it's because they can. But Oregon may not want to. Oregon may say we need some layups here. Uh, We're going you, into a harder conference. Uh, SEC doesn't always play that. You know, Nebraska, Oklahoma died. Well, Texas, Texas A and M died. Well, the SEC holds their rivalries close, so you'll still still see Kentucky I think play Oregon Louisville. State's be pissed off at Oregon, South Carolina plays Clemson, so you still see the out of conference in state rivalries for the SEC. It's been the teams who have come in who said no, we're not doing that, like Oklahoma and Texas. I mean Texas and Texas A and M, but. The ones that are long-standing in the South, they still get those played. This whole thing to me is so funny. Well, we need okay. You gotta have you gotta have NIL because the kids need to be able to uh, needs about their their image. None of it's about name, image, and license. It's very small. Right. Very small is about right. it. Is it was a it was it's always a money. trap. I always knew it was a trap. Then the portal. This has become a trap too. They keep making moves without thinking about what the ramifications are. They just make the move. And they don't think about ramifications, and this is how you get to this point so quickly. It's well, been a disaster because the NCAA has been the worst organization in the history and of sports. because of greed. And, Never and, leave out greed. Right, right, right. But because the NCAA put their head in the sand and said, "Just do it," all of those things, then this is where well, we are. Well, Drinkwood we said it. The adults in the room don't care. About, no. They don't care. They don't care they about don't. the kids. They're the they ones ultimately the who make the decisions, and right. they've been on the same greed chase that everyone has. And instead of just moving at a reasonable pace and making reasonable decisions, uh, it's it, it's they have made decisions that, frankly, are going to be counterproductive to 75% of college organizations. And then 25% will thrive. I'm not saying there's not going to be schools that don't thrive. All right, but gotta, I'm worried for Houston, for example. we got to break it. Artisan Grange is what we're talking about now. Canstead Dublin. We're talking about you and your dipping habit. We're talking about the ugliness that is dipping, the grossness, the it's the the spittle on your shirt, and wow. you're spitting into a, a bottle, and it's gross, and it stinks, and your teeth are all rotten and horrible. It's just the ugliest thing you can do. All right, you name one woman. Ooh, I love him. He dips. He spits all over the place. That's great. Never. You know what a woman ever said? That never. Ever. So here's the deal. How about hemp in a pouch made of hemp with the flavor that you want, with the sensation between your cheek and gum, with CBD oil, which is a healing, which has healing powers, as opposed to the dip with the nicotine and tobacco, which is gross and bad for your health. All of the things. A positive? You want to talk about positives? It's at 975dip.com or select CBD American Shaman locations. CBD American Shaman said, this stuff is so good, we're going to put them in our stores. You, you know what? You need to get you some Canstead and Dublin. Get out of that dip. Get into Canstead and Dublin. 975dip.com, CBD American Shaman. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. I don't get it. You never know what you're going to get. 